This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Uh, hey, this is Tom from tdjacobs.com, and this is The Soul's Journey. Welcome to another episode, another edition. Tonight's going to be mostly about astrology stuff. I'm going to do uh, answer listener questions. Uh, two are on astrology one is on i don't know well i'm not sure how to classify it yet more like intuitive stuff or spirituality spiritual path so uh working those three questions i also uh, tonight want to give you a little uh recap of my recent trip to the pacific northwest to uh uh vancouver and burnaby bc and then also portland oregon and vancouver washington was gone for two and a half weeks and i returned Monday night, two days ago, back at my desk and getting organized, you know, after, after, uh, quite a lot of prep for the trip as well as doing other things before. So just getting organized as of this afternoon, I said, yeah, I know what's going on. So in the, in the announcements, um, there's a new programmed stone or crystal that is now available and it's bloodstone. I may have mentioned it before I went on my trip. I don't remember because I've had about a half dozen pieces for, I don't know, maybe eight or ten months. And I got them because they were the same hardness as red jasper. And I had a batch of red jasper in the uh, tumbler, but I didn't have enough jasper. So I looked up what was equivalent while I was in a rock shop and ended up buying just like seven pieces. So Anyway, these were tumbled, and Jehudi said, yeah, you're going to program these. And I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't understand the stone. I read you know, t- things on 10 sites and three books, and I was like, I don't get it. He said, trust me. So anyway, so they sat in my office forever. <laughs> and then uh, right before the trip, he said, you're going to program these and take them with you. So I did, and now I get why. Anyway, there are, there are three of them up on my site right now. A fourth one will go up tomorrow. And they're for a couple different things. Well, with all the crystals I offer, you really you're going to find a ton of information that's available on different things. So I just said, you know, reading ten websites and reading stuff in three books, everybody's got something to say. You will see overlap, and people will say this is what I was taught. Some people will quote other writers or traditions or legends, and some people will say this is what my experience has been. So you're going to find a great quantity of information about just about every crystal. Some more recently discovered ones, like the Oralite 23 that I'm um, working with, there's not a lot of great info. A lot of it's weirdly excerpted and regurgitated. But most things you'll find, all this stuff. So when I, do, when I work with a crystal, there's a reason that I personally am drawn to it, why it's come into my life. So you can look up Bloodstone and read all about it, and yet I'll tell you the, the two things that, that I've been um, working with it regarding are embracing chaos because chaos precedes transformation. 
So as I'm going about my business, if things are going wrong and weird things happen and everything's like, you know, like permanent mercury retrograde weirdness, maybe there's a big change that's on the way. So anyway, helping me kind of relax into that. That's one use I've, I've, uh, keyed into. And the other one is embracing selflessness, but not being a martyr. And people who are on a spiritual path, people who do, who are of service, one of the things that we and you, all of us, work on is what's the right size, shape, use, and scope, and alignment of ego. And what I teach as a spiritual teacher is that we need to embrace ego, but align it with heart and spirit. And I'm actually going to be talking about that because one of the uh, later today, because one of the listener questions is about the asteroid Lucifer, natal Lucifer conjunct a person's natal south node. And that is about alignment of, of, uh, of ego, size, shape, direction, alignment. But along the way, sometimes a person doing service work, healing work, can find this question, yeah, well, what about me? And I've, I've been in that position sometimes. And so I realized something about that was kind of coming to a head as I've been doing just so much channeling and so much 12th house work. So I started using it for those two purposes and then uh, sat down with my friends, the Ascended Master and the Archangel, and programmed them before I went to Vancouver. So anyway, it's a little intro. There's a little more info on the website. Go to the Go to my crystals page, crystals.html on my website, and you'll see the six that are available and pictures of, I think, four that are on the way. So there are more on the way when I'll give you updates in future weeks. So last week, um, you heard a show, uh, which was a reading I gave for Anna, a w- listener who entered the monthly drawing to have her chart done on the show. She couldn't make the time of the show, so we pre-recorded it. But the ideal is is for a live reading on the air. And so I'm inviting you to email me, tom at tdjacobs.com, with the subject line TSJ, monthly drawing, and we'll put you in, uh, put you into the hat. And uh, around the middle of every month, I'm going to draw a winner, and the last Wednesday of the month will be the reading for the winner. So go ahead and do that and tell your friends to do it. Anybody can do it. You don't have to have a listen to the show. I mean, you can even... Enter somebody else that you want to uh, that you want to enter, you know, as a surprise. As long as that person can make the show and is interested in doing it. So, yeah, so um, I'm excited about that. I, I loved being able to get into Anna's nodal story with her. She asked about conjunctions to the South Node and the North Node, and then the nodes themselves. And what does that whole picture mean? We're able to go really deeply into it, and uh, she she was re- she was happy, and I was really happy to to have little light bulbs go off for her, especially the nodes because. They are – one of them is super familiar, the south node, and one of them is uh, kind of foreign, and we may actually have biases about it because we don't – we've never been taught effective ways of doing it, or we've never been taught or modeled that it's important. So, so anyway, so um, we can do a karmic overview or you can ask me specific questions about your chart, including nodal stuff or karma and Pluto, and also transits and progressions. So email tom at tdjacobs.com with the subject line TSJ Monthly Drawing, and right in the middle of the month, I will pick a winner. So that's it for the, uh, for the announcements. The recap I want to give you of the trip was two and a half weeks, first 10 days in uh, Vancouver, and Burnaby, BC. Burnaby is a city right next to Vancouver. 
and uh, so much happened. I did I did a metaphysical expo at the PNE Forum for three days, and then I did a channeling event the day after that. So I got there Thursday. Friday through Sunday was this um, expo, and I did 28 15-minute either astrology readings or an energy work sessions with Metatron, extremely intense. Um, and uh, that was amazing. And then Monday, I did a two-hour channeling event for people uh, through the meetup group of my friend uh, Teza uh, Jalcida, who has a meetup group for Akashic Record Healing. And she teaches people how to do it as well as leads them through the process for their own healing. So if you're in that area, check out her, look up Akashic Records with Teza, T-E. Z A, and um, and and do that. And uh, soon I'm going to have uh, actually next week. There's going to be part of the show as an interview with her about her work because uh, I wanted to to share. And she did a, a 21 minute video interview of me that's on YouTube through her channel. So you can go look up uh, T E Z A and it'll pop up. You'll see an interview with me, and it goes into kind of the the background of how I got into this work. But it really goes back to, you know, what was going on when I was a kid and a teenager and in college that set all this stuff up, including my studies of philosophy in college and 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 just things I was thinking about. So it's actually a, a unique interview. Nothing like that's ever been uh, been posted uh, of an interview with me before. So that was cool. <laughs> um, I did a few readings in Burnaby, but I was really relaxing. And as you may know, if you've been listening to the show, when I was there last October, I, I recorded a show and it was talking about relocated Neptune IC or Neptune Nadir line for me up there, talking about astrocartography. So this was 10 days on a Neptune IC line. Then I went to Portland for another seven days. So two and a half weeks, I was on Neptune IC line. And there was a combination of uh, intuitive insights that were super clear as well as absolutely confounding, foggy, uh, altered states, including once I was walking down the sidewalk, uh, phone starts ringing, it's my girlfriend calling me, and I realize I'm so disoriented from being overly Neptunified that I can't answer it because I realize I don't think I can keep walking. <laughs> like, the movement was making my the fragility of my Neptunian openness it was too much to keep walking. It was so weird. So I walked really slowly and got home. I'm sure it was a sight uh, for other people on the sidewalk. It was just a, a couple blocks to where I was staying. But it was just kind of weird. So a mix of really great insights as well as um, really confusing altered states. <laughs> so that was good. And I did uh, two um, uh, channeling slash meditation slash energy workshops. Uh, Portland, Saturday the 2nd. Uh, downtown Portland at uh, Yoga on Yam Hill, and uh, Sunday, May 3rd in Vancouver, Washington at Flow Hot Yoga. Both went went, went uh, really well, and I was really happy. Um, and yeah, heart-opening workshops. Saturday was a focus on relationships and boundaries, and Sunday was a focus on just energy clearing and going through all the chakras. So that's exciting. Oh, oh, oh I can tell you this. The uh, channeling event, from Monday in Burnaby, the first Monday, um, 
this jehudi on power of mind, power of heart, power of body, about aligning those three so that we can do spiritual growth, we can allow spiritual growth, that MP3 is available on my site on the media page, so you can you can check that out. Um, very Really cool. I'm really enjoying that. And after this whole trip, I realized that I'm going to be doing a little less stuff with Metatron for a short bit, and I'm going to – so that's the Archangel I channel, this really intense uh, being who's all about transformation – who uh, is my primary guide. And I'm going to be taking some time off from him and focusing more on getting back to doing stuff with Jehudi, which is more um, channeled material and verbal stuff and perhaps some channeled books that have been in process. So definitely changing gears after a lot of uh, intensity. Part of that intensity was the processing trauma and grief MP3s and working with the programmed Onyx that enabled that, which are available as well. And these are super transformative. They're four hour-long MP3s about going deeply into what hurts and what needs to be resolved. So anyway, after several months of that, culminating with these two events in, uh, on this trip, um, you know, just a, little, just a little change in rhythm for a while. Let's go to the listener questions. I need to go look them up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh yeah, one of them was on uh, Facebook. I'm gonna I'm gonna do Yusuf's first. Yusuf wrote me a while ago, and I and I couldn't uh, through Facebook, and I and I didn't really get the question, so I wrote back. Could you could you reword it? So he wrote back a few weeks ago, and he said um, that he had this mystical experience when he was looking at the stars, and he heard um, some stars calling out in Arabic, "God is Almighty." He said, "It's at this moment I felt strong humility." Because, because then I started asking myself, have I been looking for God outside and not inside? So he's just kind of asking me like, you know, for an impression, I'm guessing. And I want to I give use of this idea. One of the things that happens for everybody is that we're nudged to change. We are nudged to move in the direction of evolution even when we don't consciously know what that is. So sometimes if we feel disconnected from people, we may find out in a weird way suddenly that people are there and we were wrong and we're connected and something can open. If we feel disconnected from God or divinity or truth uh, or a sense of life purpose or a sense of meaningfulness, anything, right, that that matters to us and can help us be complete and and fully express our divine selves through our human selves – those things try to make themselves apparent to us. So somebody who isn't being creative, creativity will call. Somebody who isn't being spiritual, spirituality will call. You know, community will call that person who feels disconnected. This is just, it's normal and natural that whatever is disconnected for a person will try to reconnect itself over time. There's this evolutionary impulse that we all have, even if, as I said, we don't know it. And my bias as a reader and an astrologer is that we are spiritual beings, whether we know it or not, because we are a spirit living through the form of matter, and spirit is constantly trying to get our matter-based selves, our material world consciousness, aligned with a spiritual truth or spiritual truths. So essentially, Yusuf, I think that you are simply being called to go inward. And if we looked at your astrology chart, which I don't have, but if we looked at that, 
you, we'd see symbols in there saying, whatever is outside of you, it's time to realize that it will never possibly be enough for you to feel that life is meaningful. So Yusuf, I'm inviting you to go with it and to let that humility unfold and to, and to take a stance, like to, to kind of stand up within that humility in a real gentle way in order to allow what wants to be communicated to you to unfold. It's a mystical experience. You know, as you, as you said in your note to me on Facebook, it's a mystical experience. These are always inexplicable. <laughs> what I'm trying to offer you is a potential context or framework because you are, you know, absolutely not the only person for whom things open up like this. We all have weird, some people have a, a near death experience. Other people have a, an encounter of some kind with an alien intelligence. Other people with a dead person. These are all mystical experiences. So uh, I'm going to wrap it up when I come back, but I'm going to take the first break. Stick with me. This is A Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs. I'll be right back. getting grounded what about cleaning up and improving your relationships with your body money and others energy worker and channel tom jacobs infuses crystals with the supportive clarifying and empowering energies of archangel metatron and ascended master jehudi aka thoth saint germain and merlin Charged Tiger Iron powerfully engages your first, second, and third chakras, while Charged Red Jasper activates Chakra 2. Users report improved sleep, deepened meditation, increased trust of their bodies, intuition, and spirit guides, better boundaries, and heightened confidence to follow their passions. Included with each charged piece are channeled resources and ongoing support from Tom Jacobs. Get your charged crystal at tdjacobs.com. You've heard Tom Jacobs, the host of CTR's The Soul's Journey, share insightful perspectives on astrology and spirituality, providing useful tools to help you make life better. Each month, Tom saves his most in-depth analyses for subscribers to his monthly service. Subscribers to tdjacobs.com receive a user's manual for each month when the sun changes sign. The sun's time in that sign, ingresses, retrogrades, major aspect patterns, and new and full moons are covered in depth and help you make the most of the present moment. A channeled meditation and a monthly call to pick Tom's brain are included as are a number of perks, exclusive materials, and savings on his classes and products. Read more and sign up monthly or yearly at tdjacobs.com. Welcome. 
welcome back to the soul's journey this is your pal tom jacobs from tdjacobs.com and on the planet uh, currently in tucson arizona and i'm going to wrap up uh, the question from uh, yusuf about this mystical experience um yusuf i've actually had the experience of um like i'm driving on the highway and i stop at a rest stop and this is actually in the southern california desert going from arizona back to la when i lived there and i got out of the car the rest stop and i really needed to uh, go to the bathroom and i realized this um enormous enormity of massivity of stars this clear night in the desert and it freaked me out it was overwhelming it was like being on a pier at the ocean staring at the ocean down into it in the depths of the dark and feeling all the energy in the water and i and i actually ran through the parking lot and tried not to look up because I'd actually parked really far away from the building to make me walk to stretch my legs. And I freaked out. So we have these mystical things when we're open and also sometimes under the open sky, these energies can come to us. We can be open or ripe or susceptible to being communicated with when it's quiet, when we're not doing something else. Um, so he said he's often tried to interpret that this whole thing, you know, knowing that it was not an illusion, he's tried to figure out what it means, and his thoughts always guide him to one point, um, to himself, to what he wants to be, and the meaning of his name. So he's, his name is Yusuf, and is uh, named after his grandfather, and then translates to, to Joseph, of course. So, um, you know, I'm going to leave you to explore explore the meaning of your name. Obviously, you're named after your grandfather, but but as far as what that name means for you, but this idea of but your thoughts keep guiding you back to one point, and it's you, um, yeah, go inward. Look at what's true for you and explore what you want and who you think you are and who you used to think you were going to be and what kind of person you thought you would be or what others expected of you. Because if you're being asked to go inward, it's highly likely you are now ready to let go of things that look like they should be true and tap into what feels as in resonates, what vibrates as true for you and real for you. So this is my answer for you, Yusuf. I'm glad you reached out and uh, I'm glad you're able to, uh, to ask that question in a, in a, in a better way uh, so that I could you know, get on the same page with you. And I understand you're like, you're coming from this mystical experience and you're trying to ask a question, but then you have to use human language and you might not be quite sure if it was real but you know it was so anyway this whole neptunian mystic kind of thing i get it uh so thank you for sending uh sending in that question and i hope that the answer was uh was helpful in some way if you are interested there's a free uh mp3 on my website uh you yusuf or anybody uh and it's for getting grounded to the earth and opening up the energy field and for temporarily altering consciousness in a healthy way and opening the heart and um, coming out of some of the brain uh, stuff, getting in the body and the heart, taking power away from the brain, so you can balance things. Um, so you can get anybody can get that from the lower right hand part of tdjacobs.com. Um, you click on the link, a player opens, and then you can right click on the player and you can download the MP3. And I give this out for free because I want people to experience. Um, what it's like to alter consciousness in a way that can open us up and that can help us. Uh, so I encourage you to go to go play with that. So let's go to um, let's go to the other question. We have a 
Liz, uh, who's a client of mine and a subscriber to my monthly service. She's asking about a Lilith return, saying she's having one right now. And I'm, I'm going to assume that, Lil- that Liz <laughs> – I almost called you Lilith. I'm talking about the Liz return. I'm, I'm going to assume that, that you use the oscul- osculating apogee or what, what I would call the – what we call the true – position of the black moon Lilith because a lot of people use uh, the, the average or mean position which doesn't tell us much um, as I talk about on Lilith healing the wild it's it's like asking a blow-up doll what a woman is like if you use the averaged position the mean position you're not going to get anything but this blank plastic look back so Lilith in general is about instinct and connecting us to our inner wild which is feminine energy that cannot be controlled and doesn't partition itself off from the rest of us. So when we live with Lilith, we have a connection to the wisdom of the earth, the wisdom of the natural world, as it is connected to and comes through our lower two chakras. And then as we work with the energy, we can... Like it can get settled and in our third chakra as well. But it's Lilith is about lower chakra energies. Because like the upper chakras, like even talking about uh, the fifth chakra in the throat, being aligned with truth or aligned with what is true for you, that represents conscious choice and clearing out some debris of your thought process and, and what you might be surrendered to. Lilith wisdom is in the lower chakras. So it's about... Uh, Without thinking, allowing yourself to be connected to nature as it exists in your body. And yes, you are an animal. So that's kind of the Lilith thing. And you can check out Lilith Healing the Wild uh, if you're interested. And there's, there's a lot of other uh, Lilith resources on my site as well, including an intensive MP3 set um, and a talk that I gave uh, years ago in L.A. So a Lilith return, we're talking about the oscillating apogee. It actually whips back and forth in the chart all the time. So, and it takes, I don't know, seven, eight, ten years, it depends, for this point to make a, its way around the whole zodiac. So it will, what looks to us like zigzag back and forth. It'll go forward, it'll be in forward motion, you know, it'll start at like 10 Virgo, the next day it's at 25 Virgo, the next day it's at 3 Leo, the next day it's retro, it's at 2 Leo, and then it's at 28 Virgo, and then it's at 17 Virgo, and then it turns back direct again, and it's at 1 Leo. It whips back and forth. So as you notice, if it is the osculating apogee, the one that changes sometimes dramatically every day, um, having a return will last months, six, eight months even, perhaps. and That will vary. Um, this point, it's not a body. This point is a, is a calculation. Um, it's a function of the moon's orbit around the Earth, but in fact, how they kind of almost orbit around each other because they each have gravitational pull and how that, how that can change. There's a function of it. You can look up in the Lilith book and, and online on uh, um, Juan Antonio Revilla's site actually has a scientific explanation. Um, and then there's a lot of symbolism in Lilith healing the wild. Um, but he's the astronomer and astrologer. So I, I give him, uh, I always give him credit and send people to his site to understand what this is really about. But the, the oscillating apogee, true black moon will whip around. So you're having one right now. It may touch this – is, this is kind of the answer, but I wanted to set it up so you can understand why it's not really an answer, as we might expect, because it's not like, oh, the moon hits your moon. 
Uranus squares your Uranus. You have a Mercury return, Venus return, solar return. It's not the same thing. So as it whips around, it'll touch that natal Lilith point, and there's this moment of opportunity to open to instinct. And then it keeps going. Then a few days later, it's retrograde, and it passes back over it. There's another moment that's an opportunity to open to instinct. So if it's you know, dancing like this or whipping around, zigzagging over a point in your chart or a planet, Lilith in transit is asking that planet or point to open up. So your own Lilith, the Lilith return, is this months-long repeated opportunity, repeated set of opportunities to sense into What's the instinctive truth here? How am I how am I doing? Am I listening to my body? Am I aware of my emotions? Am I thinking clearly? Am I you know is this relationship in alignment with what works best for me? That's the lower chakra truth will tell you. Am I eating the right foods? I always use this example with Lilith. If you really want to get in touch with this energy within you, uh make a grocery list, go to the store, when you get to the produce aisle, Look at what's on your list and then put the list down and then walk around and let yourself be energetically and biochemically or hormonally with smell. Let yourself be guided. And you were going to buy squash, tomatoes, apples, and broccoli. And you pick up the broccoli and and it's flat. Your body does not want it. You are not excited. You put it down. You pick up an orange bell pepper and you feel like a zap. You feel, yeah, like an excitement. Well, that wasn't on your list, right? Your brain made your list, but your body's saying, I need that orange thing. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but I need that orange thing. So that's one way to get in touch with Lilith. It's, it's pre-verbal. It's pre-logical. You can be Lilith and speak, but the wisdom is pre-logical. It's just that sense of this is good for me. This is not good for me. So um, at the return, there's the t- uh, you know dozens probably of brief moments of opportunity to get aligned with that. And you might look and say, oh, no, Tom, it's exact on Tuesday at 4 p.m. or whatever. And uh, I'll say to you, yeah, well, what about next Wednesday and what about last Saturday? (laughs) So you have to just look at it kind of whipping around back and forth and realize that sector of the chart is is being activated. And um, the the average position – may differ up to 30 degrees from the true position. So if you say, oh, well, I'm having this Lilith return and I'm using the, the average or mean position, um, yeah, and it's happening at 9 Virgo, well, it actually could be 30 degrees on either side. The actual you know, uh, function of this moon's orbit around the Earth, this oscillating apogee, it could be up to 30 degrees different. Same in your natal chart. My Lilith and my natal chart, the, the average or mean position is uh, 28 Scorpio. The true is three and a half Sagittarius. That's five and a half degrees. It's not, that's not a big difference. But again, it can be up to 30 degrees. So as it whips around, it's covering quite a lot of ground all the time. And it will go in two adjacent signs over and over again. And it is realized that adjacent signs are very different. So Lilith in Gemini is very different than Lilith in Cancer. 
But you have this few days here, it goes into Cancer, and then it goes back into Gemini for a week, and then it goes up into you know Cancer for a week and a half, and then it goes back into Gemini for four or five days, and then it goes back into Cancer. It, that's how it works. It goes back and forth. So it's activating this this possibility of instinctive tuning in in those through the lens of those different signs back and forth over and over again. When it finishes with Gemini, it'll go from Cancer into Leo. Again, adjacent signs are very different. So I, you know, Liz, I wouldn't, well, overall, I don't give terrible, uh, terribly much emphasis to Lilith uh, returns like that. But if you're drawn to learn about it and really look at it, I would look at it, you know, every day for three or four months and see what's going on because it can really help you tune into Oh, yeah, it was exact on Tuesday and Friday and the following Thursday. No, those are the days where, like, I just didn't have any appetite at all or whatever. Or or I really was craving some particular vegetable or fruit that day that I don't usually eat. So you can do it that way, and that's kind of interesting. Um, but I tend not to look that much at those Lilith returns. So, Liz, thank you, um, thank you for, for that question. We're going to um, – oh, I'm going to give you, you guys one other – update about the stones and then we'll take the first uh, first break and move on to the other question a second break move on to the other question what i was telling kira over the break was that um i was talking to this guy about crystals and i said to her yeah because he was selling me this saw so this is the next um thing <laughs> i my brain is not doing this this is these are my guides saying um this is what's best for you so it's best for me not to go to the Lapidary Club for at least a year. And so I said, well, um, am I still making crystals? Because I need to cut rocks and polish them. And the answer is you're going to buy a Lapidary saw, like a slab saw. And this is this um, machine with a diamond-crusted metal wheel and this vise and a feed mechanism that cuts rock. Uh, into slabs, and then you cut slabs into little pieces, then you can polish the pieces in a tumble or, or on a polishing, or it's called a cutting wheel. Uh, so apparently now I own, I mean, I wrote the check and I chose to, but apparently now I own a lapidary saw, a slab saw in the garage, and I can take all the rough rock I have, almost all of it. There's one piece I have that's too big. Uh, to fit in the vice, to, to, to be cut by this uh, saw. So I am now a complete cottage industry in my garage. It, <laughs> so anyway, I'm just watching this happen, and it's like detail by detail, and uh, all these synchronicities and, and weird little roadblocks that magically dissolve a week later and all this stuff. So I purchased a saw, and I'm in the process of cleaning it, and I'm going to be ordering coolant, which is the oil for it, and uh, – yeah, when, when I get back from Steve Forrest's apprenticeship program next week, or we're leaving uh, on Wednesday, and when I get back a week after that, I'll be cutting I'll be cutting rough rock. So on the way, pink opal for opening and soothing the heart. It's really a sweet energy, pink opal. Um, blue tiger eye, and I have not yet been uh, uh, initiated into what the purpose will be. <laughs> but you can look up blue tiger eye and get a sense of where – the beings are intending we go with it. it for, some people will say it's for self-confidence. Some people say it's for soothing. I've used it as a soothing energy. It's blue. But anyway, anyway, so kind of I'm um, going to find out more about that. I have a lot of mukaite, and uh, that's actually going to be added to my site soon. I have a, 
half dozen pieces that are ready to go that I cut and polished last year. Mukaites for guidance with communi- uh, communication with guides. Even though I do that, you know, for a living, when I work with a programmed Mukaite, guides can talk through me 24-7 in an effortless way. So if it's just Tom, he's doing his work and then he does a reading for somebody and uh, um, he can choose to find that frequency and let those people speak, right? Let those beings come in. But with the Mukaite, it's like that sixth chakra is gently relaxed open, that third eye. And the guides can speak really directly to others is the point. Not my guides to me, but me doing that for others. So so anyway, so I have a lot of Mukaite as well as the blue tiger eye and um, several several other things that are exciting that I'll be sharing with you over the, in the next few months. So it's time for the second break. Let's take it. <laughs> this is Tom Jacobs on the Soul's Journey. I'll be right back. Tom Jacobs, the host of CTR's The Soul's Journey, share insightful perspectives on astrology and spirituality, providing useful tools to help you make life better. Each month, Tom saves his most in-depth analyses for subscribers to his monthly service. Subscribers to tdjacobs.com receive a user's manual for each month when the sun changes sign. The sun's time in that sign, ingresses retrogrades, major aspect patterns, and new and full moons are covered in depth and help you make the most of the present moment. A channeled meditation and a monthly call to pick Tom's brain are included, as are a number of perks, exclusive materials, and savings on his classes and products. Read more and sign up monthly or yearly at tdjacobs.com. Need help getting grounded? What about cleaning up and improving your relationships with your body, money, and others? Energy worker and channel Tom Jacobs infuses crystals with the supportive, clarifying, and empowering energies of Archangel Metatron and Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin. Charged Tiger Iron powerfully engages your first, second, and third chakras, while Charged Red Jasper activates Chakra 2. Users report improved sleep, deepened meditation, increased trust of their bodies, intuition, and spirit guides, better boundaries, and heightened confidence to follow their passions. Included with each charged piece are channeled resources and ongoing support from Tom Jacobs. Get your charged crystal at tdjacobs.com. Hey, welcome, welcome back to my show. This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And uh, tonight's answering listener questions and doing a little uh, crystals and uh, lapidary saw update. Um, I do want to put your attention on um, this wonderful email that I got today. 
it, no, it's in my inbox, but I put it in my uh, blog. Uh, the, the, the title post, the post title is uh, Feedback on Charge Red Jasper, Draining the Poison Out of Me, Giving Me Clarity. And uh, one of my clients, who's also a subscriber, gave this woman he met at a workshop a Red Jasper piece that was programmed. And um, there are four lots of things, including healing sexual abuse. And so she um, didn't know what it was about and accepted the gift. And then she explains her experience of having something from the past come up, need to be processed, and then releasing it and feeling free from something that happened to her when she was in college that was a not happy experience uh, with a man. So I'm was just, I love getting these emails from people. And so this, uh, uh, go to my blog and uh, tdjacobs.com forward slash blog and read this post, read her email because she didn't know what it was. It's so there's no, you know, placebo effect in there. It's like a, it's like straight up, uh, you know, my, my client Russell knew what it was and he must have, uh, I haven't talked to him, but he must have heard something uh, in, in her story or sense an energy in her. She may have mentioned something about sexuality or something or needing to heal something. And uh, he gave it to her because he knew. <laughs> because he, cause he's been working with one and uh, has actually, I think, given stones to other people in his life as well. So uh, the crystals thing is, is, is great because this, it's actual change. Again, even when people don't know what they're for, things can change. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I want to move on to the last uh, question, and it's about uh, Lucifer on the South. Now, this is from a woman named Hillary who um, purchased some of the, the episodes from the Soul's Journey Archive, which you can do too. Um, on my website, all the 127 episodes are listed, and uh, the, the, the current week's one is free, and then the other ones you can subscribe for a year or buy individual episodes. So she bought six, and one of the ones that she bought was a, a show on Lucifer, the asteroid Lucifer, which is number 1930. It's about uh, – it has nothing to do with Christian mythology about the devil and Satan and evil. It has everything to do with um, our relationship to ego and being of service. So can we – Invest in ourselves in a grounded, healthy, non-megalomaniacal way in order to be able to bring light. That's what Lucifer Story is really about. So that episodes in the archive, as well as um, our natal report, Living in the Present Tense, and one of the four bodies is uh, Lucifer. It's Lilith, Lucifer, Chiron, and Pluto to focus on healing emotional stuff regarding these archetypes. And also Living Myth has a chapter on Lucifer. So uh, Hillary asks about uh, – she's looking at a chart of a friend of hers, has this asteroid on the south node. So all that stuff, Hillary, in that episode that's about ego, that's about being of light, being of service, about the process of exploring the right way to use ego and along the way sometimes using it in ways that feel crummy, <laughs> that is central to her karmic journey. It's conjunct the south node. And the south node represents the environments in which our souls have us born and or raised in a bunch of lives. So it represents karmic conditioning and what we kind of think the world is like. Now, just like with a Leo south node or with the sun in any sign conjunct the south node, ego is an issue in the family system. There are a couple of different possibilities. One is that 
somebody in the family system has a with Lucifer there has a giant ego and everybody else doesn't know how to try to reason with this person because the person seems very self-centered or selfish or something. Now from the soul's point of view, that soul is opting to be an example of one way to do ego so that all those souls can progress in this long-term journey of learning about ego. So, so one person might take up a bunch of space and have a huge ego with Lucifer conjunct the south node. And everybody else might be in need of saying, well, I'm not going to do that. But yeah, maybe I need to do something. So that's one possibility. One loud person and everybody else is kind of, you know, not loud. And, and part of that can also be just outright obnoxiousness, egotism, arrogance would be the, the big the big keyword. If you said that to your friend, her eyes would probably roll because somebody, you know, it could be a parent, could be a sibling, it's probably not the chart holder. Because if if Lucifer were conjunct the South Node ruler, then you could see it more as the chart holder. But if it's a South Node, it's somebody in the family system. And it could be generations back where this person's legacy lingers or, 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 or lasts. So that's one possibility. Another possibility is that in that family system and in a bunch of lives, everybody in the group is struggling to, sh to learn how to shine. Lucifer means bringer of light. So we need to shine when Lucifer is active. Um, well, what does it mean to shine? What does it look like? And why would you do it? These are the questions that, that everyone in the family might be cycling through. So when Lucifer's on the south node, you might have a bunch of people in a family who think everybody else is arrogant, meaning you know, everybody thinks everybody else is. So essentially each of them has label from others, arrogant or selfish or self-centered. So the, that's, the, that's one another possibility. And that can actually lead to resentment, bitterness, and even competition sometimes. And even sometimes the energy of a feud kind of thing is one possible thing if competition has arisen and any kind of resentment. Um, another option, another possibility is that somebody in the family system is wholly and totally devoted to being of service. And maybe everybody else isn't quite as extreme. That's another possibility. Because this idea of um, bringing light, it's about being of service. And, and if we go to the mythology, this archangel breaks away in the Christian story because he is um, evil. And he hates God or works against God or whatever. But to get the real story, you have to go to the Hebrew tradition version of this. And his name is Samael or Samael, S-A-M-A-E-L. I don't know how you say it. Whatever. You can, you can play with it. And um, on the seventh day in this tradition, it is said that, the, uh, that God creates Adam. And we're all like, yeah, we're, we're so special. We're like the capstone creation. We're awesome. And uh, in this story, God says to all the angels, hey, come on over here and bow down to this being that I just made of dust. This is the greatest thing I have ever made. And uh, roughly two-thirds of the angels just are basically um, uh, 
butt, butt kissers essentially. And they're like, yeah, well, I mean, God told us to do it. So we'll, you know, okay. And they do it without thinking. And about a third of them are kind of scratching their chins and saying, wait a minute. And uh, someone else speaks for them and says, but well, you've been telling us that we're, that we are expressions of your divine essence and we carry your light with us. And now you're asking us to bow down before this being made of dirt. And in the story, God says, yeah, just do it. And someone else says, look, I have too much respect for you to, to do that because it sounds, it sounds a little weird. It doesn't sound real and true. So, you, so he chooses to leave, so to speak, God's side because he can't support this agenda. So those who live Lucifer stories, and this may apply to your friend or somebody in her family, they need to break away from the established authority structures and power structures and authority figures when what they do doesn't make sense, when it's out of integrity. So you break away and you go do what you need to do. But of course, in Judeo-Christian culture, this is vilified. You're evil if you don't listen blindly, robotically, to what uh, these white guys are telling you God says you're supposed to do. No, I'm not bitter. I'm just trying to heal a lot of crap. So um, you're evil if you don't go with the program. That's that's the basic idea in Judeo-Christian culture and, and others too. Actually, you know, monotheistic religion culture in general where there's like a, a god, there's like a god figure and then everybody else is supposed to like, uh, you know, live in fear of that god or whatever. Yeah, I'm not bitter. I'm just trying to work through some things. <laughs> so, um, uh, so in that family system, you might have somebody who broke away and was essentially rebellious in who who needed to do that in order to, you know, invest in him or herself in order to do something really wonderful. From the outside, from the group, it looks like these people break away because they're selfish. But in reality, living a Lucifer story means breaking away from the status quo when it is not having integrity and when you need to and or when you need to invest in your own capacity to bring light, which is creative, it's loving, it's genius, your own ability to bring the light of uh, divinity through, investing in yourself, which means or requires having a healthy relationship with ego. And if you break away from the what what the group wants and the rules, right? And its rules. And then you start saying, well, I can do whatever I want and I can do this. And, you know, Then you're exploring that process of putting yourself first and then we can edge into the direction of feeding ego because ego likes being fed. You know, kind of like uh, the, the, the fear. We don't want to invest in ourselves too much because we don't want to be seen as selfish. So you can do that. But the living Lucifer story means investing in yourself because you have something wonderful to offer and you can't do it if you're surrounded by the noise and static of the drones who are listening to what the people, you know, the people above them are told God wants. So Lucifer's story is about integrity. And it's about ego, but it's about investing in yourself as a portion of the divine light of God. Like, like Samael says, well, you told us we reflect your divine essence. So it's investing in your experience of your divine essence. Again, creativity, uh, love, 
you know, you're genius. So breaking away, even if other people call you arrogant. So one of the for things is to constantly check, why am I doing this? And if it's to because you like being right, you know, maybe that's feeding feeding ego so it can become a little ego monster. If it's because this is what's true for you, this is what's in your heart, this is what opens you up, this is what brings light, then you do it. And so there's something about service or egomania or selfishness or a mix of them all or some blindingly bright, you know, obnoxiously bright ego, uh, Hillary, that comes through your friend's family system. Now, one of the other possibilities, given all, given all these things I'm describing, is that everyone's afraid to invest in themselves in that family system. That's another possibility. Afraid to make individualistic, self-interested choices because of the fears of being called selfish, because of the fears of being, you know, of having hubris or thinking that they're better than God. So what I find, you know, living in the 21st century on earth, what I find when, when Lucifer is involved in the South Node, what I often find is people who are coming from families that are shaped by patriarchal religion in a really loud way. Because this is one of the main cultural tools over the last 6,000 years that you know human tribes have used to um, – okay, wait. Um, I don't, I'm not bitter. I'm just working through some things, so let me phrase this. Uh, that, that human tribes have used to teach each other how they should be. Well, that, that's actually neutral. That's good. Uh, okay, I get a gold star for today. So um, <laughs> there are two minutes left. I'm trying to figure out how to wrap this up. I'm getting distracted by the uh, the inner monologues. Um, so you don't want to be selfish, but you need to invest in yourself. And so when we have Lucifer really strongly in our charts, especially Lucifer near the south node, uh, our whole family system and us, you know, and us together, we're all trying to figure out how to deal with being an individual with having unique desires and and having ego and aligning it. So so that's the answer, Hillary. I hope that that's useful. And, and for all of you, um, there are 127 episodes in the archive of the show, 127 lectures, not dissimilar to what you're hearing tonight. Um, on my site, on the on the Soul's Journey page, soul, S-O-U-L, dot H-T-M-L. And you can subscribe for a year, or if you subscribe to my monthly service, it is included for free as a perk. So uh, you can check that out too uh, through my site. So another week is complete, and next week I'm going to include the um, part of the or the the full interview uh, with Teza uh, Jalcida, who's my uh, my friend in, in Burnaby, uh, BC, who does the Akashic Record stuff. You'll be able to get to hear about how she got involved with that work and what it's done for her, and uh, also perhaps part of the session that I had with her. I'll be at Stephen Forrest's um, Awesome Sauce Posse otherwise known as Stephen Forrest's apprenticeship program in Southern California next week. So we'll, so it won't be live, but, uh, but you'll, uh, but we'll be here to, uh, to give you the show. Thanks a lot for joining me and check out what I'm up to at tdjacobs.com, including the new bloodstone programmed pieces. Take care. You've been listening to the soul's journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.